episode three of the Celebrity Death Pool podcast. Um, I am your host, Bethany. With me, as always, is my good friend, Brad. Hello. Hi, Brad. Um, so normally we start out our conversations um, kind of talking about what's happened in the news recently or celebrities that have recently passed away. And quite honestly, it's, it's kind of been a slow news week. <laughs> There's not been a whole lot of traction. Um, I think it's interesting. I'm actually going to lead off with the celebrity that has been dead for a hot minute, but I thought it was really funny. And I think this speaks a lot to social media, but on our Facebook page, and we've mentioned this previously that we do have a Facebook page, um, Celebrity Death Pool. We are on Facebook. We are the one with the banner at the top that has a bunch of celebrity graves on it. Um, if you want to join and see what people are doing and who's playing along and what the, what the scores are and all that jazz, that's, that's where you find it. But on that page, um, we always, people always post to it and mention, you know, who's passed away or, you know, whatever. And, uh, some people had posted on here, a couple of people had posted on there, Sean Connery dying. I know. And I got points <laughs> for him. I guess it was last year when he last died. Last year. Yeah. So when, in all honesty, the first person that posted it, I had a moment where I read that and I was like, I think he already died, but maybe he didn't die. And it, okay, well, like, did he? And, you know, the first thing I did was click on the link to see. And of course it was dated last year, but I just thought it was so funny because those types of things tend to make the rounds. You know, I think we all get kind of caught in it and it just well, happens to be his turn. The person died and you're like, well, they've been dead or it's the internet hoax death where they will claim that some star is actually right. died. And I'm looking at my death pool list and I'm thinking, is this real? And then you find out they're, they're doing great. And someone just started a rumor. I think yeah. Sylvester Stallone's died a few times. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he's been the victim of that. I think it's so interesting. And it's one of the, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, there's always been a history of crap like that happening and stuff floating around or whatever, but it just, it's, it hit me so funny because it's definitely a social media thing. It's definitely something that, you know, it grows legs on social media and just goes hog wild. And oh, yeah. I, I know for a fact that we had two people post the bit about Sean Connery. I think we actually had a third and I just kind of, it made me chuckle a little bit, but um, so moving on to more recent deaths because Sir Sean Connery has been six feet under for a hot minute. Um, I got points for that. And you got points for that. There you go. Um, I probably one of the first deaths, cause we tend to record our sessions about every two weeks or so. Um, and so one of the very first deaths that happened after our last recording was, um, a captain from the show below deck, which I know that you watch religiously. Oh, yeah. I don't know this guy from Adam, but you know who he is. Absolutely. Um, he was, I think the first captain on below deck. And for those that are not familiar with this show, it's a reality show, uh, where they follow the crew on a mega yacht. And it just kind of shows the crew running charters and it, you know, chronicles these very wealthy people and all the craziness that goes along with what they have the crew do. And there's drama with the crew and 
crew fighting and crew... and there's been a couple of different seasons or different versions oh, of it, right? Like Mediterranean like... and something yep. else, right? So they're up to I think eight or nine seasons, and you know you have Captain Lee and Captain Sandy. Actually, for my wife's fiftieth birthday, since we are so religiously watching it, I got two cameos from oh, yeah? Captain Lee and Captain Sandy. Uh, obviously it was during the quarantine or the shutdown so we couldn't celebrate her 50th so I, I got little video messages from her family and friends and interspersed these two cameos and it was really <laughs> neat personalized messages that's from the very captain. cute that's cute but yeah this is one that flew under the radar that unless you're a fan of the show right and watch it do you really even know who the person is um actually he was the captain before I actually started really getting into the show and watching it. So I've only seen a few episodes where he was captain. I'm more familiar with Captain Lee and Captain Sandy. And I think there's one other one that does the sailboat. I forgot his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, well, this no, was Captain bad. Mark Howard. Um, it says that he was on the opening season of yep. Below Deck Mediterranean. Um, I don't have the details here on how he died, but I think that kind of harkens back to what we were talking about during the last episode with reality television and you know everybody's got a different flavor and the the I guess network of reality tv is so large it's so expansive at this point that I mean I've seen maybe a handful of episodes of Below Deck like maybe the tv was left on and it, it came on um but it's certainly not my thing uh I think it's funny that you say that you got cameos for <laughs> Below Deck because last year for my birthday um, my brother and sister-in-law got me a cameo from uh, Ethan Zahn from Survivor because he's what he, one of my favorite survivors. So there you go. I think that's just one of those things that it's like, that's a, it's a survivor or a reality TV show. You know, that's where whatever. the reality TV stars go to make their living after their seasons are done is they go to cameo.com and hope that you uh, pay for them to do a nice video, personalized video message. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that, which is fine because obviously yeah. we're doing it. And I mean, I thought mine was super cute. I'm sure that yours were cute were as well. Cute. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so moving on from that, um, I would say probably the biggest name, if you will, um, of celebrities that passed away in that, you know, since the last show was Dean Stockwell, um, who was in quantum leap i don't did you watch quantum leap i did not watch quantum Leap. you know what's funny is scott bacula wasn't he on that show yeah he was like the main he was the main guy yeah, right he's a, he's a st louis he's a st louis guy so we are from st louis or the st louis area so yep it's i think it's a rule that when you live in st louis if there is a fellow st louis and you have to point that out i think that they'll kick you out of the city <laughs> if you we don't, don't have many of them <laughs> yeah if you don't point it out if you don't you know follow it up with oh that's john ham fellow st louis and well, if you don't the, add that in there i'm pretty right. sure they kick you out of town and the next sentence is who do we know that went to high school with him right right um but yes scott bacula fellow st louis and um he was like the main guy and i quantum leap like hit at a time i think i was a little too young to really watch it i know that i have seen like a half an episode here or there or a little bit here or there it definitely feels like something that i would probably really love um you probably would it's about 
it's, I, don't, I wasn't watching it religiously, but it's about, you know, time travel and jumping through time and, right. you know, solving problems and mysteries. But, you know, the one interesting thing about Dean is he's that guy that it's not until he passes away that you look at everything that he's done and it is like, wow, he has a huge body of work, mm -hmm. but the guy probably walked down the street and not many people would recognize, especially these days, because what you Quantum Leap, probably the most popular show was when a lot of people were kids who yeah. were, you know, watching now. So just looking at his body of work, he's, he was on all those drama shows from the eighties, like Simon and Simon and Heart to Heart and, uh, Bonanza. I mean, I'm going <laughs> back even further. Mission Impossible. Um, Columbo. These are just all those canon. These are those right. police stories. These are those recognizable dramas from the, the 70s and 80s that the A-Team, I mean, I watched the A-Team. I watched the A-Team. I don't remember him. It was, I, I, I don't think he would have been a regular He had to be a villain. Right? He had to be a yeah. villain. You know, Miami yeah. Vice. He was that, he was that guy that you could always have as the villain i don't think he was ever the hero other than in uh quantum leap he was in blue velvet uh murder Which she is, wrote blue velvet is one of my husband's most favorite movies of all time i don't isn't there i don't i don't so, yeah he's, he's one of those guys that just had a huge body of work that you don't realize it and obviously celebrate it until he unfortunately passes on but i'm just right looking at everything he's done and it's, he's been in. I think the biggest show. thing on here that just stood out to me, because again, I hear his name. I immediately think quantum leap, even though it wasn't my show on here, it says that he was in anchors away with Gene Kelly. And that's just such a like quintessential old Hollywood movie. Like that is one of those things where it's like, it's a rainy night and you're staying in and you want to turn on like an old Turner classic movie that's a good one to turn on. And I just think it's fascinating that like, that's kind of when he started. I mean, like he, from what I can tell, that was like his first thing. So to like kick it off being in a Gene Kelly movie, you know, one of his biggest movies, if you will. I mean, that's amazing. Um, well, what's interesting too is fast forward to his later work. And he was in the remake of the Manchurian Candidate. Oh, there you go. I mean, so yeah. he was in, he's been around for a long time and yeah. has, again, has a huge body of work that I bet if anybody was interested and looked him up, there is something on here that you watched and he was in it and probably didn't even realize it. Right. And, and everything that I could find said, you know, that he, he retired from acting, that he spent the last, you know, years of his life, um, painting, and kind of spending time with family and things like that. And he went how I would argue all of us wish to go, um, just dying peacefully at home, you know, with his family. Um, I mean, that's, we could all be so lucky. You know what? He's another one of these that I will compare to Kurt Russell because he started as a child after. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was an anchors away when it looks like he was a child okay. with Frank Sinatra and Gene yep. Kelly. Frank yep. Sinatra was also in it. And then continuously was a working actor. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 2. What? Yes. He was, was he a villain or a cop? Had to be a he cop. He was a villain. He he worked um 
he was with uh, Brigitte Nielsen. She was part of that. He was part of that crew. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, so there you go. I mean, that just shows you the body of work. It is right. all over the place. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, well, and like I said, he's probably the the biggest name, if you will, um, that just recently passed away. There were a couple of others. Um, we're going to touch on um, Halle Berry's co-star from Monsters Ball, which I didn't see. I feel like a bad cinephile because I didn't see it. And she won an Academy Award for that. Um, yeah, role, but, she yep. did. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first black woman to win an uh, Academy Award um, for best, best actress. Right. Um, which, yeah. So you would think that I probably should have watched you know this. I didn't. It just hit at the wrong time in my life. Um, but the, the for anybody who has watched you, you've seen it, right? I've seen it. it was a good movie. It was, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a, it's deals with some very sensitive topics like racism and the death penalty. And, uh, you know, she's a single mom because her husband was on death row and was put to death. And, you know, what's interesting, I just read about um, the child that died. Uh, Actually, I should probably get his name to at least give him credit. I have it. It's, um, it's Calhoun. Karanji Calhoun. Karanji Calhoun Sr. Right. Died at age 30. And unfortunately, he did die of heart failure and lung problems. But in the movie, one of the issues that she was dealing with was he was an overweight, unhealthy child. Okay. And Halle Berry said what made it hard was he really did have a weight problem. So it was like they acted about it, but he truly had an issue with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe is why he got the role but he just auditioned for the role at age 10 uh in new orleans they had an open casting casting and he got the role so Good for him. yeah it's kind of nice that they they used someone that wasn't a big name or the child of a big star that they used a a, a kid that uh probably a real little boy more, more yeah. authentic and yeah. he did a good job in the role yeah yeah it's um Again, I don't think, I don't think he had any other acting roles after that. I think it was probably a one-time thing. Um, but to yeah, to your point, you know, he passed away from from health issues. So clearly, I would imagine that his weight was something that he probably struggled with right up until until his death, which is yeah. an unfortunate thing. That's unfortunate. Um, I'm gonna look real quick. I want to see if he did anything else. And it looks like he just did Monsters Ball. Yeah. One acting credit. That's a pretty, a pretty big one, but yeah, just yep. one. Yep. Um, other than that, there was a gentleman from Bones. Um, his name is Heath Freeman or was Heath Freeman. Um, he was only 41 when he passed. I'm trying to find here if there's circumstances i'm not seeing here how he died before you go on to him you did skip over a very important celebrity death that most people don't know about and that that? is gavin o'hurley died at age 70. now most of you don't know who gavin o'hurley is but what i will tell you is he was on one of the most popular sitcoms of all time happy days 
Now, oh. he, was, he was only in Happy Days, I think, for like the pilot episode or maybe one or two. He was Richie's older brother. That never they never mentioned after Nobody, that episode. So it's funny. You're right. The way that they did it, the pilot came out and Richie had an older brother and they just continued the series when it was picked up and never mentioned the older brother ever again. They never did. They ever explain well, no, you know, he didn't go to war. He didn't die in war. He didn't get hit by bus. I don't think they did, but originally they thought Richie should have an older brother. They did the pilot. And then I think they decided, nope, Richie should be the focus and he's going to be the main guy. And hmm. the older brother, poor Gavin, fell by the waist. Well, he just recently passed away at age 70. So I feel very sad that uh, he yeah. uh, didn't make the happy days. And I think that's. Let's see what else he's done. You know, that happens a lot. That that written off character that just kind of like vanishes and they don't really ever talk about it. Um, right. uh, I like I I'm a big fan of Shameless or I was a big fan of Shameless. Um, just finished, you know, the final episode, final season of it. Um, and if if you watch Shameless, you know that um the oldest sister who's played by Emmy Rossum, Fiona leaves. I, I want to say like season seven or season eight. Wait like a minute. I know who Gavin is. Okay. So he played Chuck Cunningham. Yep. Okay. But you know who else he was? Better be For somebody those of good. You that were fans of Superman back in the day. And I'm talking about the Christopher Reeve Superman. He was Brad. He was the old high school star when Clark Kent went back to Smallville, who never left Smallville and was the security guard. The security guard. You are really reaching to the depths of. Okay. He was the parts. security guard who let Richard Pryor into the computer system and they got drunk together. So <laughs> I know there's people out there who know who he is. He was also in Death Wish 3. Um, he was the main criminal. That was one of those movies on HBO at midnight that I happened to catch all the death wishes with uh, Charles Bronson. There you go. Um, did you see Willow? Yeah. He was in Willow. Okay. Um, was he somebody in Willow? He was. Because um, oh I, I remember Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer Eric, and beyond that, right. it was and just I, a lot of ethereal I didn't Hobbit see type Willow. people. I didn't see Willow. Okay. Uh, he was in Twin Peaks. The uh, show? Yeah. Now he, let's see. It's so funny. His second job ever was Richie, was Chuck Cunningham. Prior to that, he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. I think he did one episode there, but he was Chuck Cunningham. He was on the $6 million man, police woman. It sounds like this guy was probably like, bionic woman a a perpetual character actor he was the yes. he was it was it, what do they call that a working actor that actor that is constantly paying the bills because they just do an episode here an episode there maybe a, a series of episodes you know to go through a, a story arc and then they're out um so i just wanted to give him a little more credit because i feel well, that's bad very that nice of you cut as chuck cunningham but he actually has been in more than I realized. There you go. That's very nice of you. Um, Should have had him on my list. 
you wouldn't have even know. I would, nobody would have even known his name, but yeah, there you go. That would have been a good one to have on a list, I guess. Um, I think it's interesting, you know, kind of going back to what I was talking about before with these characters that just sort of vanish from shows. Um, you know, like I was talking about with Shameless and Fiona, I don't know. She left. I don't know if you finished Shameless or not, or if you gave up on it. I gave up um, on the last season. I was over it. I, fair enough. It's, I mean, at a certain point, it gets, it was pretty redundant. Um, they jumped the at, shark. At that point, I had, there's a good Happy Days reference. Um, oh. I had committed and so I was going to bear down and just finish the whole thing but that was one of those things that I kind of thought was odd that they they do eventually mention her again later on um but it's very brief um but that happens a lot um I know like on family um not family ties uh family matters there's like a young the youngest daughter because there was like three or four four kids in that family there was like an older daughter an older brother and then like the youngest daughter I don't know somewhere midway through the series the youngest daughter just kind of went away and they never really talked (laughs) about it (laughs) never really mentioned it and I just think it's always odd like do writers just think like we won't notice like I don't know you know I just well I mean that was it was probably written back in the day when you couldn't just pull anything you wanted up on you know Spotify Hulu YouTube you name it where once it ran it ran and maybe you'd catch it a couple years later in syndication so they could get away with it well now it's like hey wait a minute this guy's gone right right wasn't, wasn't there a sitcom and I'll probably look this up for future episodes where they did write off a character and they kind of played on it like hey where did so-and-so ever go um in Roseanne they was did. that what I'm thinking of maybe because in Roseanne they swapped actresses so the oldest daughter I remember uh, that and they're like wow you look a lot different you and look a lot different yeah uh right. Becky they yep. recast her and then they ended up recasting the original one and had them both together like in an episode or so right in an episode and um yeah that was some show where the character was off the show and they kind of like made a joke about it like where did they ever go or they haven't come home yet or something i'll I'll look into it and see if i can remember what that was that's funny but these are like you know like dean stockwell and this uh oh hurley these are those actors that you hear about dying and you're like oh my god i remember them why couldn't have I had them on my list? That would have been a good one. No one else would have had. Right. That's where I'm digging to try to find those names for the game that no one else will know, but yet you'll get points. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to share points. Um, it's, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, a lot of this stuff occurred sort of like pre-internet, um, pre being able to Google things mm-hmm. and look stuff up or find old YouTube clips of things like that. And I think it's so funny because they, there's a, there's a, a phrase for that. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they call it the, the Mandela effect where we all kind of remember something or think something happened, but it permeates so many of us that we think that there, that, you know, this happened, but then maybe it really didn't happen that way. Um, you know, there's that, the, the movie, what is it uh with Sinbad like Shazam or something like that or you know and and Shazam with uh Shaquille O'Neal 
well, no, I don't think it was Shaquille O'Neal. It, it was definitely Sinbad, but there isn't, it isn't one. Um, but like Maybe we I all have Sinbad on my list. Well, not don't do that to Sinbad. I haven't heard from him in a while. Don't don't do that to him. Um, but I think that's one of those things that probably with a lot of those you know, characters that get written off or whatever, then it becomes this sort of thing, like in our, in our, you know, collective mindset, like, well, did yep. they ever, were they ever really there? Did we, <laughs> did that, was there really ever that daughter? Was that person ever really a character? And that's um, what they try to do. They try to, they try to, you know, redirect your, your attention. Yeah. To something else. So you forget about that because they wanted to go a different direction. It's right. kind of fun to kind of, now dig those things up and say, oh, look, they had this and then they changed here. So those are, you know, those are kind of little treasures that you try to find. It's fun. It's fun. Um, so we did start to talk about it. Um, a gentleman named Heath Freeman. Uh, he was in Bones. Uh, he was also known for roles on um, NCIS, which I've never watched a single minute of. I haven't um, bones i did watch i used to i used to really love bones um and that one was with um one of the deschanel emily deschanel was like a doctor forensic doctor or something like that and david boreanis was her partner and you know they solved crimes and whatever so little um, little personal breads brad trivia Bones did an episode at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, which I did a couple of those, but they did an episode at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp where the main characters participate. Oh, really? Kind of fun. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. Um, I don't remember this guy though. I kind of remember he, the name. He wasn't in the, a char- lot. the character's name, but I don't really totally remember the storyline. You know, that's. I don't know. That's not, I guess that's probably not saying much, but I can't find anything in how he passed away, but the, he was only 41. That's um, nice. and I mean, that's really young. So in the 1800s, that would be old, but these days that's really young. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, that's, that's scary young. So you would almost Imagine have to wonder if there was the something. 1800s playing this game in the 1800s. Oh yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, so-and-so died. Everyone had him. He was 38. <laughs> right. Everybody had him. Or it's all, everybody died from diphtheria or- We got to start over. Everybody died. <laughs> you know, the Black Death. Oh, everybody got 2,000 points. So we're going right. to have to start from everybody scratch. Everybody won this year. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so other than that, it's been, like I said, it's been kind of a quiet week. There are a couple of other names in here, but um, you know, I don't necessarily feel that we need to totally go through all of them. Um, I do kind of want to talk about um, some big events that happened in the news, most notably the awful situation at the Astro World concert um, during Travis Scott's show. Now, you and I are 100% not uh, part of the Travis Scott fan base. I don't think that we are part of, you know, his primary demographic, if you will. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even heard a Travis Scott song. I couldn't song. name one Travis Scott Couldn't song. tell you. Um, I know that he 
is with a Kardashian and they have a kid or a couple kids or she's pregnant. I don't, that's as far as I got. Um, but it's just, it's so sad to hear how this happened and to hear, you know, that these people were just out there. They're trying to have a good time. They're trying to have some fun. My heart just breaks for the family of the little boy, the nine-year-old boy who, this is probably his first concert. Um, you know, that's just tragic to me. Um, we have taken, my husband and I have two kids, um, and we have taken them to concerts in the past in an effort to try and kind of like, you know, show them the cool side of things, if you will, or something, or get them familiar. Recently take your kids to the Rolling Stones. We did. Yeah. We we took the kids to the Rolling Stones. They were the youngest ones there by, you know, several decades. Um, my son, I is an old soul. He, um, he, he likes like classic rock music. If you ask him who his favorite musician is, he's going to tell you it's Louis Armstrong. Um, it's very much, he's very much an old soul. So he knows the stones and he knew a lot of the songs, my daughter, not so much. My daughter is very much a 10 year old going on 23. She, you know, it, it, it wasn't a thing, but we did try to enforce the fact that she is going to very much appreciate this when she gets a little bit older and does start to get into music a little bit more to know that she actually saw these guys sure. live. Um, but yeah, we were there and I will admit we got a lot of dirty looks, um, because we had our kids there and I heard a lot of comments about us having our kids and why would you bring little kids to this, you know, to a concert or something like that. Now we had seats. We were not like in a GA situation, general admission situation. We were not like on a floor, um, I would say that the crowd at a Rolling Stone show is um, not exactly, you know, like fit and mobile, if you will. Uh, Um, (laughs) So I didn't really have any concerns of, you know, like a crowd surge or mosh pits or anything, anything that I kind of grew up with going to concerts. So I felt totally safe taking the kids, but when you hear stories like Astro World, I don't fault people for kind of giving me the side eye. Um, right. Because clearly, it, you know, it can be a dangerous event. This is not the first, you know, concert tragedy, not by a long shot. Um, you know, and it just, I, I question, you know, if there's a way to either make them safer or make them, you know, I don't want to say better, but you know, if there's a way to help protect the people, it breaks my heart to see the footage of people climbing on the stage, screaming for them to stop the show. And nobody really right. did anything. Um, actually, I just saw Travis Scott facing $2 billion lawsuit. Oh, my golly. Now, you know the type of music I like. And for those that don't know me, I am a, you know, heavy metal kid from the 80s. And I still enjoy my hard rock and heavy metal. And I've been to my share 
of general admission concerts. And even recently, I, I go to the pageant in St. Louis and some of the smaller venues where they still have general admission. Sure. And what's really interesting at all those shows I've gone to, I've never experienced what happened in that crowd. The only thing I can reference, I did go to a show at a small bar in downtown St. Louis. I was very surprised that uh, Zach Wilde was going to play at this bar, but he had his Black Sabbath cover band called Zach Sabbath. And I went with a friend and we went in there and that bar was so packed and so crowded mm -hmm. that we ended up leaving the show almost before it started because it was so crowded. And I yeah. knew right away, I wasn't comfortable in that situation. So that's the one time I can say that I was uncomfortable at a concert and I left, but mm -hmm. it is unfortunate that these people go to a concert to have a good time. And what I saw on the news on the crowds pushing and the stampeding, it scared me. And yeah. you know, I'm not a fan of general admission, Yeah. but of the shows I go to at general admission, I feel the people all around me are being respectful. You know, I do think Travis Scott had a little bit of responsibility because he's holding the mic. Right. He could have very easily stopped the show. He could, you know, there's stories about him at previous concerts asking people to rush the barricades, right. to rush the security guards. Right. Well, this is what happens when you do stuff like that. You know, it's really interesting now that I think about it back in the 90s in your heyday. How many concerts did you go to where there was a mosh pit? Oh, everyone. And everyone. Nobody, nobody died. No. You wanted uh -huh. to go in and do that? Go in and do that. You didn't want to do it? You got out. Well, and the thing that I always thought about the mosh pit too was, yeah, you get, I mean, I never got in the mosh pit, but trust me that I've seen a thousand of them and I've been next to, you know, just as many and the thing about the mosh pit was, is that, you know, like you said, you want to get in it, you get in it. You don't want to get in it. You stand to the side and, you know, there was, there was never any threat or concern, but even those that were in the mosh pit, you always saw if somebody got knocked down and they were on the ground, somebody was there immediately helping them up. Someone was yeah, picking them like up and moving them. them. No, you know, it was always, I mean, as, as. It was as kind as you could get when you're thrashing around and pushing people around. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was, you know, and so, but I mean, the, the threat or the thought of that was always kind of in the back of my head. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's just one of those things. And I tend to be kind of a negative Nancy sometimes and kind of always look for the, like, what's the worst possible thing that could happen here in this situation. So those types of things could always, I don't know, you know, come into my head or, or, you know, maybe those things could happen, but no, I, I never experienced anything like that either. You know, there was never a moment. I think probably the worst feeling that I ever had was, um, immediately after or soon after the, um, the station nightclub fire. Um, the great white show that happened out East where in Rhode Island, yeah. in Rhode Island where like a yeah. hundred people died in this yeah. fire, their guitar um, player died, their guitar player died. Um, and it was from, you know, I mean, they've, they've done, you know, the, the whole thing's been settled. It's done now, but it, I mean, it was basically, it was an overcrowded arena or not even arena. It was an overcrowded venue. Yep. Um, and they had pyrotechnics when they shouldn't have had pyrotechnics. 
um, and the, and the place burned down and a hundred people were basically trapped inside and, and burned to death. Soon after that event, we were going to lunch and, um, there's a place around here local. That's kind of a little dive place. Um, and we happen to go to lunch and they, there's a lot of little jut off rooms. Like this building was a building. And then we add on this little room and then we add on this other little room and we add on this other little room. And I remember going there and sitting in one of those little rooms, like waiting for lunch and that fire came to mind. And I immediately kind of started looking around and we got up and left because it was just one of those things where it's like, if something actually happened, we would be trapped. There's no easy way to get out of here. Um, you know, there's one exit, there's no, no way that, that this is safe. And so we ended up leaving now. I mean, that building has been there for a hundred and built, you know, years or whatever. And uh, tons of people go there every day for lunch and for drinks and for bands and the whole thing and knock on wood, there's never been an issue. But in that particular moment, it was, it was a kind of a panicking situation, but the other thing that is upsetting about this, and you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that think, Oh, how's this going to affect me? You know, there will be lawsuits and I'm sure money will be paid out. And all this really does is makes it now more expensive for all of us to go to a concert because now when the promoters are going to have to buy insurance, Mm -hmm. obviously those costs are going to go up tremendously based upon the performer, the security, the crowd is a general admission. And, you know, we're all going to be paying the price for this. And again, you know, I I don't 100% fault Travis Scott, but he could have done more than he did. Well, he's come out and said, now, I don't know if this is his attorney giving him guidance or if this is legit, right? (laughs) But he has come out and said that he had no idea that anything was going on until after the fact. So let's just, maybe let's give him benefit of the doubt. And perhaps that is the case. Crew knew what was going on. Someone knew something was going on. Um, The other thing too, I've heard stories, I think I heard on the news today, that when the paramedics were carrying people out, people were like, you know, jumping or getting in their way or impeding right. them. And it's, it, it reminded me of, of Woodstock 99. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Woodstock 99, I don't recall anyone dying. Actually, no, the original- somebody, no, somebody died. Someone did die. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I th- um, at least one person died. And I thought died I thought- at the at the original Woodstock. And I think it was from like heat stroke or some old man died at the original Woodstock. But, you know, they've got to find a way to control these crowds. And, you know, I don't want to have my kids go to a concert and worry about if they're going to come home or not. I know. I know. And that's the, that's the scariest part about it because I look back and I think, like you said, I'm a kid of the nineties. Um, you know, I mean, I went to my fair share of Lollapalooza and, you know, Pearl Jam and Red Hot Chili Pepper shows. And I, I can tell you right now, I vividly remember White Zombie and Pantera on the same bill. And I mean, you want to talk about of like a bunch of angry 20 something white guys that were just ready to like beat the crap out of one another. That was the yeah. show. <laughs> like that was the show. But never did I really ever in those, even in those situations, I never really felt a lot of danger. I never really felt like I was in any sort of harm's way. 
Um, but I also very much look at that. And I think I would not want my kids to go to that show like that now, you know, if the roles were reversed and I saw my kids going to a show like that, it would, it would scare the bejesus out of me. So I think, you know, that's part of becoming old and crotchety is looking at not necessarily mistakes that you made, but I mean, this is why you know, we force kids to wear helmets when they ride bikes. I mean, you and I rode around probably with not a helmet and there was, they didn't even make them, you know, <laughs> you just, they, they did, but they look so dumb. Nobody wanted to wear them. Right. That's what the nerd wore down the you street. Like, it's protecting your head, but no. you know, I think that, you know, there is some responsibility on the artist part. Uh, they are holding the microphone and people are there to see them. So they're probably more apt to listen to them. Right. Then even the police, you know, we were talking earlier about concerts where there have been incidents. Uh, there's the, the station at Altamont back in 1969 or 70 when um, the Rolling Stones had it. it actually it was in 69 and the Rolling Stones had a free concert mm-hmm. and they hired the Hells Angels to do security. Right. And Meredith which is Hunter, always a genius idea. Yeah, that was that was that was a, a, a winner plan from the start. You know, what could possibly go wrong? Well, Meredith Hunter, uh, an African-American, age 18, um, I think rushed the stage when other members were, and he got into a fight with one of the Hells Angels. Now, the story goes, Hunter pulled out a revolver, Mm -hmm. and then the Hells Angel pulled out a knife and stabbed him in the back. And there is video of this. You probably can find it on YouTube of the incident, and you see the Hells Angels arm coming down with oh, the wow. his back but but the reason i bring it up is the rolling stones immediately stopped the show yeah and they were, were telling everyone stop fighting get back we're not going to continue playing till you mm-hmm. do this where travis scott didn't and well here's the thing though I, i'm going to defend travis scott a little bit in this situation because you know after this event again social media has you know, an ability to kind of spread stuff like wildfire. And there were a ton of videos and clips from other shows making the rounds of other performers stopping the show when they saw something. So like Dave Grohl stopped, uh, you know, some people from fighting. Yeah. He kicked them out. He's like, get out of my show. Get out of my show. You don't fight here. Yes. Yeah. Which Which is is great classic move right um so there were plenty of those the difference in my opinion with those types of shows is just the sheer magnitude of it all so if you look at some of this footage from astro world this is woodstock 99-esque this is monstrous and so i think this is i mean woodstock 99 was horrible it was a dumpster fire from the word go. But this is with, you know, now nine people dying. I mean, I know that uh, Woodstock was more about the, the, the fires and the sexual assaults, but, right. you know, nine people died. Yeah. So, you know. so, but that's, that's just it though. So to, I don't want to put a ton of blame on Travis Scott, because if you're the artist and you're looking at this massive sea of people it I would almost argue that it is impossible to see what is panic versus what is like jamming out to the show but 
there is footage of people running up on the stage. There's a cameraman and they're right. yelling people. So it may not be the artist who's- Right, and that's where I'm saying is but, that it's maybe know, not him, but well, definitely you know, somebody in his camp, now, the crew, yeah, well, stage now, okay. hands, someone. So I know Travis Scott is a rapper and there's no other band members on stage with him. Right. But at the shows I go to, you've got a bass tech. Four or five a, different people that guitar. are looking. Yeah. So you've got people that are on the sides of the stage or even mm -hmm. behind the stage working with this band that probably know what is going on. And someone had to have relayed a message. It's just, I mean, it's just such a failure. And I, I'm upset when I hear people were impeding on the first responders yeah. trying to help because that's completely disrespectful they're trying to do their job and that's that's what's sad and it does take all the fun out of going to concerts it almost it's sad you know i really enjoy playing this game but when you have incidents like that now granted no one was famous and it wasn't part of our game but it's almost it it does it does take the wind out of your sails when yeah. it comes to, it's, uh, it's sad all around yeah it's ugly it's ugly for sure so um so moving on from that let's kind of talk about the game let's let's talk about that a little bit maybe I i'll think... put travis scott on my list <laughs> there you go um it's looking at the points for for the game now i think we can all agree that tracy and kara pretty much got it locked up they've got it in the bag for the rest of the year so it's the middle of november um you know we've talked that our our game year runs through new year's eve and then we through use the second through what do you 11, mean 1159 yes. <laughs> yes it does I love it yes 12 31 and then it's done <laughs> um I always allow a little bit of a run out period a little bit of a, a time for like those stragglers to come in um because I think even like a perfect example is Dean Stockwell you know, it was announced. I don't know the exact dates. I don't have it in front of me, but I, you know, I think that they announced it on the 29th and they actually said that, you know, his family is saying that he passed away on the 27th. So right. for there can, reasons, there can be adjustments. Yes. So for that exact reason, for those, those situations where it doesn't really come out, it's, there is a delay. Um, we do, you know, get a, get a little bit of a run out period. And then also because I'm usually, like holiday hungover and really just can't get crap together and kind of overwhelmed. We usually don't really start the next year until February 1st. Right. So it there's a good period of time for people to kind of plan their list for the next year. So are you already starting to look at your 2022 yeah. list? So uh, what I try to do, this is my strategy, is I try to keep a running list throughout the year where I've got my list and then I have what I call the bench. And so I've got a bunch of people. <laughs> Come I in, on, coach. Put I'm on ready. The bench. Now, this has helped me and hurt me because there have been times where I will take someone off my list and put someone on the bench in. Mm -hmm. And then the person I took off dies like Willard Scott. I had Willard Scott on my list for a long time. Right. And then I figured, you know what? I'm going to put someone else on who I thought I had a better chance of getting points. Next thing I know, Willard Scott passes away. It's like, gosh, I had him on my list. And I cannot yeah. tell you how many times 
I have those misses where someone will pass away. Like I had them on my list. I had them on my list and I moved them off. So mm-hmm. it's not like people almost, a lot of them are getting younger. So it's like, you got to stick with them, but I do <laughs> have my bench that, and I, I try to pull some good names as I hear news, celebrity news, who's doing what, or, you know, like recently they showed an actor from the eighties that we all forgot about. We all know who they are. And they are not looking so spry anymore. So I'm like, huh, that might be one of those names I may want to put on my bench. Right, right. It's, um, I will say that I, I have the exact opposite strategy as you do, which is probably, maybe this is why I've um, never won celebrity, my own game. I've never won my own game. Um, I tend to keep it going. I tend to have the same names on the list. I'll replace a couple of them that have either passed away um, or maybe have shown some really significant improvements or to your point, I'll kind of bench them. I'll keep them in the back of my mind and take them off and put somebody on that, that has had a big news event. Um, But for the most part, it's the same people kind of year after year. Um, Part of the disadvantage I think that we have as game players is, and maybe this is an advantage, maybe this is a disadvantage, but we see the list. So, you know, in our game, you get awarded points um, based on the age of the individual at the time that they pass away. Part of the rules of our game are that you share those points with other people that have that same name on the list. And we've done that for a couple of reasons. One is so that you like work for it. You actually look, you know, like you make an effort to try to be creative and come up with some unique names. Otherwise I would see nothing but, you know, a dozen Bob Barkers on a list. Um, right. Everyone but, would have Bob Barker and Betty White. Right. And Jimmy Carter. I mean, we could go through it. It wouldn't be fun. No, it would. It wouldn't be it fun be at boring. all. Because be everybody, boring. yes, everybody would have the same thing on there. So it's fun to see all of these kind of like unique names that people pull from. Um, the problem that I have found is, is that when we start a new year, I always publish the list. I make it public for anybody that's playing so that you can see who everybody else has, and you can see what those names are. So, you know, one it's transparent, you know, I'm not kind of like manipulating anything behind the scenes. We can all see who, who has the names. Um, but because we can see those names, I think that a lot of times people get ideas from seeing those names and they think, Oh, well, that's, that's a good one. I think I'll add that one to mine next year. Um, and then I think there's a little level of influence too, because sometimes I'll see a name on there and maybe it's a name that I've had, but then I see that a couple of other people have added them. So now I kind of want to take them off my list because I don't want to have to share those points with somebody. Um, and I'm going to hedge my bets that they're going to keep them on their list and I'm going to take them off, um, and hopefully replace it with, with a winner. Um, yeah, that that's yet to happen. Cause again, uh, never won the stupid game. Um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, I've not started looking. I'll be, I'll be really honest, <laughs> but we know that I'm not exactly a proactive person. I, I don't, I'm not really, you know what, I mean, being Jewish, there's not much for me to do on Christmas. <laughs> and that's usually when I'm like, you know, what? I think I'm going to look at my list and I'm going to make my decision. So this is what you I, do. You, do you go eat my, Chinese food? You go to a movie and you work at a death my pool? Christmas, that's my Christmas miracle when I win <laughs> Celebrity Death Pool. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, um, I do have a name on my list, which I was really proud of myself for adding it. He's actually my wine house. Um, I know. I was Who really proud of it. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. You'll, you okay. can look it up. Um, but he's doing better, and oh, it's like good. I know. So it's like that's great. Like I want to congratulations to him and his family. I'm very happy for them. But for the game. It's really like a <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> you know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. You hear they go into the hospital, you, you put their name down, and then you hear, oh, and they made a, a recovery and they're out. And you're like, uh oh, I got oh. him on my list. I need him to go I mean, back. Congratulations. To the like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's he's very young, he has a very young family. So the human in me. Of is course. very much like oh that's so nice i'm so happy for them that things are going well but for the gameplay it's like well damn you know what it's like i i think i've had prince philip on my list for years since the day we started playing probably it could have probably been and he finally this year i got points from not many i was gonna say it couldn't have been more than it, it probably wasn't even a point and then Beverly Cleary was another one I've had on my list for years. Yeah. She passed away this last year. Yep. Obviously Rush, because we all heard about his stage four brain or lung cancer. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Um, so had a show yeah. points on that. Yeah. Um, I had Ed Asner. Yeah, I know you did. That was one I was a little proud of. I mean, sorry to see him go, but I'm glad I had enough foresight <laughs> to have him on my list. Yeah. I can't even, where's my list here? I don't even know if I've had anybody die. Well, maybe have it's I? maybe for them it's good that you have them on their list. Oh, I had Rush Limbaugh. Whoa. We all shared points on that. Everyone. Did. I know. I had Rush Limbaugh. Um, I do say, I will say, I do have Marilyn Manson on here. <laughs> Things are not looking good for Marilyn Manson. What's he what's wrong with him? Um, okay, so that he's not sick but relatively speaking okay he's not physically ill let's put it that way he's not physically ill but there is he's going to end up in a whole mess of trouble because all of these reports are coming out about him sexually assaulting women um there was a report that came out i think it was earlier this week it might have been last week i don't really remember that he had like a cage that he called like the bad girl room or the naughty girl room or something like that, where he would lock women in this cage. Um, right. And he had told them that even if they screamed, nobody would hear them. Um, his camp is saying that this is all consensual. This is all sort of an S and M kind of fantasy role-playing sort of thing. But the, the women that are coming forward, um, 
and some former members of his little entourage are now coming forward. Um, now that his star is a little bit tarnished, they're, they're oh coming boy. forward and saying like, oh yeah, we knew that this was going on. And the women are saying that this was not consensual. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to be too proud to do anything, but I do have him on here as a, he may just, he may just take himself out of the running. That's oh just boy. my thought with that. Who knows? I also have Prince Andrew on my list. Yeah, so sort of the yeah. same basic principle. Yeah. I'm looking at my list and I'm seeing very much a theme here because I yeah. have, <laughs> I've got Harvey Weinstein on here. I have Jerry Sandusky. I will keep Jerry Sandusky on this list until the man finally dies. Well, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in prison. Right. And that's the what, year that he went to prison yeah. was the year I put him on the list. And so far, no one has done anything. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer. I think right. wasn't, what a couple of years before he got beat up and killed. Not right. Even, no, he didn't know. get killed. He got put to death. Right. But he did get beat up. Jeffrey he didn't get Dahmer, killed. Jeffrey Dahmer was mopping the floor and one of the inmates <sighs> yes. beat him with a broomstick. And I yep. think it caused him to pass away due to his injuries. I'm looking. And I don't think it was very long that he was in jail maybe like a year or two years into it. Um, he got killed. So, you know, you who I had on my list for a while and I mm-hmm. have on my bench mm-hmm. is that, um, oh, what's his name from Subway? Fogel. Oh, Jared Fogel. Jared. Because yeah. he molested children and yeah. he's going to jail and they don't take very kindly to that in prison. And I thought there's no way that guy's going to survive prison. That's but- my whole mindset with <laughs> friggin' Jerry Marilyn Sandusky Man- and Marilyn yeah. Manson. You know what? You have to think Sandusky's probably not in Gen Pop. They probably have him in, you know, his own. Maybe, or or just everybody feels badly for him because he's probably two thousand years old at this point. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. But those those were the names. Prince Andrew. I think that one he's going to be, you know, very heavily protected for what quite some time. What about OJ? I'm surprised something hasn't name. happened. Remember, there was something where like. For a long time, people thought OJ was going to kill himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder where OJ, why we're... Well, didn't he even mention it in the whole Bronco chase? Wasn't that what he was telling his friend? Obviously, that was before our game, but he had a gun to his head. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I might have been playing playing the game back then. When when, Ah. when did Uh, that go down? I didn't know you. 94. Oh, no, that's... Yeah, Four, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. This came, this came after that. But everyone was watching the Bronco chase because they wanted to see if OJ was going to kill himself. <laughs> if, if this is if it's going to go down now, that's see, and that's just it. See, that's so what I was watching. I'm like, I think OJ is going to kill himself. We're going to watch it. <laughs> I know, and that's just it. So it's like when people say that I'm a sick puppy for playing this game. You guys all do it too in your own twisted little ways. You right. all watch this stuff for the, you know. Let me let me ask you this question. Every time you watch the news and they say before they show the story, let me just warn you, this video is graphic. How many of you have actually turned away or turned the channel? I would like to hear if you are that person that has turned <laughs> it off. If or, anything, that in my mind, I hear watch this because right. you know. 
You don't want to miss this. Tell me if you're the person on like Facebook or Instagram where the video, the photo is blurred and it says may contain, you know, sensitive right. content or whatever. Tell me if you're the well, person that just keeps scrolling past yeah. it and doesn't click the thing to look well, at it. Cause you, I, mean, I don't think you're my people. <laughs> I can definitely say it's those shows like Dr. Pimple Popper and my feet are killing me. Yeah. And they say there's some graphic. I do look away. But when oh. it comes to news stories, yeah, you want to see what, what all the hype is about. See, and I'm, I'll, I'll watch it all. I don't care. There used to be a show and maybe there still is. If there is, please somebody write in and tell me where it is. Celebrity death pool podcast at gmail.com. I need to know if it's still a thing, but there used to be a show. Um, I think it was called operation or surgery or oh, something. On, I know exactly what it is. It was on TLC. And, and they would in, show whole it surgeries. In, it was in the 90s. Oh. And I, it's funny you bring it up because at the time, I think I was in college, and my girlfriend and I would stay up and watch the show. And we would watch like, um, I mean, I remember watching um, a tummy talk. Yeah. And they I showed watched them. knee replacement surgeries. Oh, yeah. I watched a rotator cuff surgery. They need to bring that show back. I loved every second of it. You learn a lot. You do. You do. I watched I watched a vasectomy. I watched a cataract removal. Oh my God. That was yep. one of the greatest shows of all time. They interviewed so, the person before they'd go in. Yes. They'd film the surgery. Yes. They'd interview them after. <laughs> yep. Well, the one that I was so shocked about was the vasectomy one because they were talking to him the whole time it was going on. Well, they were having awake. a, you're awake through the whole thing, but they're having a conversation. And I just thought that was such a bizarre interaction. Like it was such a weird conversation. You know what I saw on that show? <laughs> That's probably stranger than the vasectomy, a reversal tubal ligation. That would be fascinating. And they, you know what I think the most fascinating part is they stick in a tube and inflate you to give them room to work. Like they yeah. like pump to move stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they like, you know, it's, it's like, well, we got to see what we're working with. And they like put a tube in and inflate it, this lady. Awesome. And you see it from the inside. See, that's awesome. I was, again, if way the show off topic, was on, way off topic, way off topic deathful, but, but for real, if anybody viewer. knows where this show is or where I can find it, if you're friends of mine, text me. If you're not a friend of mine, email me. If I got a doctor. <laughs> yeah. If you're a doctor who's willing to just like, let me hang out and watch this stuff live. I believe me. It's that you're, would make my year. Be like Kramer going in with the, the junior men's in the audience. <laughs> That was so, it's so funny that you mentioned that because when that episode aired, all I could think was, do they, can you really do this? Is this something like, could people go do can this? You buy because tickets I, for surgery? I would do this. I would, without question. You know what? That. I think I solved our health insurance problem in the country. Sell tickets all, to surgeries. All we need to do is sell <laughs> tickets to surgeries to pay for the procedures. You know what? If I was having surgery and they said, okay, you can either pay this huge deductible or we could sell tickets to your surgery and it won't cost you a dime. Great. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Fix me. Yeah. Where should you I tell people free. the Venmo? Exactly. <laughs> Instead yes. of a GoFundMe, you go to StubHub. <laughs> there we go. That sounds awesome. 
I would uh, believe me. I'm telling you, right? Every weekend they'd be like, "Hey, Bethany, what are you you'd, doing this weekend?" Be oh, tickets to the vasectomy. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, let's, to, I, my weekend the guy while they're doing packed. it. Yeah, I am jam packed. I don't know what to, I've got a vasectomy this weekend. I've got some sort of foot reconstruction next weekend. Yep. <laughs> that would I would be just no. Happy as a clam. In all seriousness, they do it with medical students. There are theater. Yes, I do know rooms. that. I knew that. But yes. When you're not using it for educational purposes, you could, you know, generate some revenue for you can rent the that shit out. Maybe lower some costs for some people. I mean, I think that there's a market for it. If you look at stuff like you said, like Dr. Pimple Popper and the theater you know killing funny? me, and everybody know, like- would have to sign like a, a HIPAA waiver. Like, yeah. you will not divulge what you see and who you see in here. I'm going to tell you. Know you. I was in your vasectomy. <laughs> right. Just said, I would be so sued because I'm, going? I would walk out of that, like the, the viewing room or whatever, telling anybody that would listen to me what I just saw. Oh my God, you guys listen to what just happened. This is what I just saw over there. I would be the worst. I would the absolute worst. So all right, that would had nothing to do with celebrities or deaths or any of it. Um, That's what makes this podcast so much fun. You never know where we're going to go. You never know. <laughs> it's this is we this went is where from we happy landed. days to the operation to vasectomies. <laughs> this is where we landed, you guys. Um, so on that note, I think that we are. This is a good spot to stop. This is uh, we've covered a lot of ground today. And um, I, you we know, filled a lot of time for very little. Considering that basically nobody died, right? So I, I guess that's a good thing. I feel like there's, I feel like we talked a lot about absolutely jack shit, but we did talk about a lot. Um, maybe again, we don't wish anybody ill. We don't wish people to die, but maybe next episode we'll have more to talk about. Maybe there will be some celebrities that, you know. Yes. Are a little bit bigger names. At the very um, least, Queen we'll Elizabeth about, ain't doing we'll, so hot. Let's just say that. She's we'll talk been, about going into 2022. Yeah. And you know what else we can talk about is kind of our own version of in memorandum for people who passed away this last year. I think that would be nice. Because I'm one that that's probably the only thing I watch the Academy Awards for. Yeah. I watch it for the other stuff, but I understand where you're going with that. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So on that note, I think that is a a good place to stop it. Um, Again, if you want to follow us um, or contact us, you can find us um, on Celebrity Death Pool on Facebook. Uh, We also have a Celebrity Death Pool podcast Facebook page. You can email us at celebritydeathpoolpodcast at gmail.com. you know, we encourage you to follow along. If you want to play the game, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you got some time, you know, we've, we don't usually start until the beginning of February. So if you want to play the game, reach out, we're always excited to have new members playing along with us. Um, again, my name is Bethany, Brad, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. And, uh, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end it. So everybody be safe out there. Thank you. (laughs) 